You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Favorite prayer here at the feast. Together, um, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Together, let's pray. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. And say this with me. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Restored relationships. That's what we pray for, O oh God. That our relationships will be good. That our relationships will help us and allow us to grow. Father, speak to us in a personal way. Father, we pray that you meet us where we are. And that you bring us to heights we've never reached before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Again, I welcome you to here at the Feast at Home in uh, the district of Makati. Our one big message for today is, I'm sure you've heard about this, uh, love is tough. Love is tough. You know, we, we have this notion or idea that when we talk about love, we're talking about the mushy, mushy, kuchi, kuchi, kuchi things. But no, love, make no mistake about it, guys. Love is one of the most powerful words we've ever known. Love is one of the strongest forces in this world. And again, love is not just those mushy things. But our message for today is love is tough. Which brings me to a question that I want to ask you because... Um, I've answered this already. I want to ask you because this is where we're going to today. I'm talking about correction. I, I want to ask you, do you like correcting people? When you see something wrong, do you like fixing it? When you see some people do things in the wrong way, do you try to talk to that person? Do you like correcting people? Nobody. I don't know about you pala. I cannot say nobody. But honestly, can I be honest here? Anyway, it's just the two of us. No one's listening. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't like being corrected. Because it, it just, it, I don't know, it just, it just uh, offends my pride. And uh, so while I preach to you today, the Lord is speaking to me as well. Do you like correcting people? In today's key passage, Jesus teaches us how to correct people and how to respond to correction, how to get the most or the best out of this scenario where we are being corrected. Okay? No one, again, I say that not many people like to be corrected. Um, I, I've talked to certain people, to some people who, who told me, um, Randy, 
I, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. And and you know what? I hats off to these people, um, those who are open to correction, because because that's the only way we can grow. Uh, if I, I remember Brother Bo telling me uh, about about a friend who did something very bad to me, and uh, he he told me many years ago that uh, Randy, if you if you want your friend to suffer um then don't correct him uh don't confront him uh because you know if, if no one confronts him then he will not realize that it's wrong so so the message there is um when we're corrected it is also almost always for our growth now again not many people like being corrected why because of two pulls so, okay, two poles that people are gravitating towards, okay? The first pull and the first attitude of a person being corrected in his mind, in my mind, okay, is who are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> who are you to tell me what to do? Especially when the correcting, the style of correction is not really pleasant, okay? The first thing we say is, ask is who are you to tell me what to do? Even in our heads, even in our minds. Sino ka ba? Wala kang karapatan. Who are you to tell me what to do? Because, because this tells us that we, we respond to people that we have a relationship with. So one lesson that I want to teach you on the side is that if you want to correct people, you, just, you first have to have a relationship with them. Because I will not listen to, to a stranger coming up to me and telling me how to, how to raise my kid randomly. Okay, so the first pull is, who are you to tell me what to do? And after asking that question in our minds, we ask so many things, depending on your particular situation. Um, th th these are the questions that people ask today. Number one, uh, and, and say pala, th these are uh, the things that come to mind when we're being corrected. And these are the things that people say. Your values are yours, your values are mine. Who are you to tell me what to do? Wala kang pakailam. Your values are yours. My values are mine. So you don't know me. <laughs> Sometimes we say, don't me. Huh? <laughs> Not me. Okay? The other thing is, you do your thing, I do my thing. So, um, you, 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 you kind of push people away and, and you say, you do your thing, I do my thing. Um, scratch... What was this? Uh, mind your own business. Okay, I, I forget. I forget that that uh, line. Um, scratch or can can you help me here? Ano ngayon? Um, can you type in the chat box? Um, ah, okay. I remember na. I remember. Um, so it's uh, scratch. Uh, Mind your own business, scratch your own galis. <laughs> that's what, that's what uh, people say. So if, you're, if you remember that phrase, that means you're very old. <laughs> okay? Um, the other thing is if there are really no absolutes, because when we say, who are you to tell me what to do? You're, you're, because we are governed, guys, by the different sets of values. And uh, some people believe that there are no absolutes. You, 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 you cannot really say that this is it, black and white, 
you know, no veering away from it. Some people say that. Now, now some people ask and say that if there are really no attributes, then who are you to tell me what to do? So my life is different from yours, so wala tayong pakialamanan. Um, and, and one more thing that they ask, they say is, as long as I don't harm anyone, I'm free to do what I want to do. I'm sure you've heard that, and I'm sure, pretty sure you even said that. As long as I don't harm anyone. Wala akong sinasaktan, wala akong pinapatay, wala, 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 then I'm okay. I have a question for you. Are you really sure that no one's being harmed? How sure are you that no one is being affected by your move or your actions or your decisions? How sure are you? Um, here's the thing. I, I, I believe that all of us in this world, that we are all connected, that there is nothing that I can do that I will ever do that will not affect the people around me, whether instantly or down the line. Or, you know, it's just a matter of time before it will affect them. So I believe in that. I believe that the, 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 the person in the North Pole, when he makes a decision, he, he will at one point affect a person in the southernmost part of the world. That's the reason why we have climate change. Because some actions of, our, of, of the people who've gone before us are now affecting us in a great way. On the side, did you know that there's a clock in New York? And they put the clock in New York and it's supposed to tell us how many years before we will experience the wrath of nature and uh, how many more years we have, how many years we still have to try to reverse that. But, and did you know that we, we're just seven years away? If we don't do anything about our environment, if we don't do anything about helping uh, lessen our carbon footprint in seven years, it's going to be too late. So what I'm saying is, um, what we're experiencing now is the effect of some things the people before us did. And what we will do today will affect our children. Because I believe that our deeds done in the privacy of our homes, our bedrooms, even our most hidden thoughts, impact multi-generations. It will impact, it will affect the life of my son. It will affect the, his generation and the generations after him. In fact, Spiritually, we know that there are generational sins, that we have family after family suffering from that, suffering from the effects of the generational sins. The father is a womanizer. Eventually, you see and observe that the children, the sons, are, are, are most likely to be womanizers. Um, they're, they're predisposed to do that. You, you get what I'm saying? Huh? Okay. Okay, now, now without these absolutes, without us um, trying to draw the line, um, did you hear that? <laughs> That's a tricycle, a very noisy tricycle. Um, without these absolutes, guys, we're going to create hell on earth. It's going to be bloody. It's going uh, to be tough, okay? Um, be because we cannot 
we are our brother's keeper. We cannot say that I I am my own. I am what I am. <laughs> you cannot say that. Because you are your brother's keeper. And what you do affects other people. Actually, God sacrificed himself for us. <clears throat> God sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will have life. And he calls us to do the same. To sacrifice daily for our brothers and sisters. I'm not saying forget our rights, forget everything that, that's about us. Self-care is one thing that we need to talk about too. But I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, that God is calling you to do the same. God is calling you to sacrifice those little things for the benefit of other people. Because whatever you do today will impact generations. The other poll, after saying, who are you to tell me what to do? Uh, people tend to think that, that this, is, this is something that, that, that we should follow. Poll number two, I'm free to say anything I want. Ha, I can say whatever I want. This is a free country. Freedom of speech. But let me tell you, with great power, with great freedom comes great responsibility. Freedom is not about, just not about what we want to do. Freedom is about what we need to do that will impact other people in a good way. I'm free to say anything I want. Guys, um, friends, sadly, it's now normal in our society today because we have social media and the stuff it's now normal to insult and curse anyone we don't agree with you don't agree with me it's normal but what is normal it's normal but it's not the right normal people say that we have a new normal because of this pandemic I say we need to have the best normal. And the best normal is the right normal. Cursing and insulting people just, you know, just as easy as counting one to three was not normal before. But just because we see that, we see people doing that, that doesn't mean it, it is something that we should do. So again, 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 guys, responsibility. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to share with you four, four things that we need to restore relationships. What do you need to do when you have a relationship that's, that's not doing well? Okay. What must you do? What steps must you take so that you'll be able to restore the relationship? And how will you approach it? And how will you think about it? I'm going to share with you something that we can find in Scripture. Okay? Now, here, when, when Jesus was talking about correction, when Jesus was talking about correction, he is already saying that there are definitely, there, definitely there are absolutes. Because if you, if you correct something, you're trying to bring it back to the normal path, to the right path, just like an airplane. Did you know that as soon as an airplane rides, uh, uh, flies, um, the, the pilot, the work, the job of the pilot 
is just to bring it back to its course. Of course, the pilot will plan its course. Where will it pass? How many degrees? Latitude and longitude. And this is our flight path. But the plane always deviates from that path. And the pilot's work is to bring it back to the plan, to bring it back to, 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 to the path so that the, the, you, you will get to your destination in the fastest and the safest possible way. Okay, so when Jesus talks about correction, he's already talking about some absolute, some kingdom principles, um, some laws, spiritual laws. Uh, this is something that you cannot go against in case we forget. Okay, God created spiritual laws that govern the universe and they govern you whether you like it or not. What about the law of gravity? You cannot not believe in the law of gravity. You can, you can renounce the law of gravity all you want. There's no gravity, there's no gravity, there's no gravity, there's no gravity. I will fly, I will fly, I will fly, I will fly. You can do that as, until you turn blue. But when you jump off the building, you will fall. And you'll hurt yourself. You might even die. Okay? So you cannot go about against these laws. And there are certain spiritual laws. The law of planting spiritually. What you sow, you reap. You, if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And that's a law. And you cannot go against that. You cannot say, I'm out to prove that that law is not working. I will give very little, but I will, I will reap a lot. No. What are the other spiritual laws that we need to forgive? I'll talk about more of forgiveness later. Okay? Now, if you violate, if we violate these spiritual laws, um, then we destroy ourselves and others. And that's a fact. If we violate these laws, we will destroy ourselves and others. Step number one. If you want to restore a relationship, if you have something against someone, the first thing you do, according to scripture, is go alone. Go alone. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, it says, If another believer sins against you, go privately. That's the operative word. Privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. I'm not a fan of correcting people in public. I'm not a fan of calling out someone when there are other people. It's always good to go alone. It's always good to go alone. Just go to that person in private and tell them. Hmm? Um, that's, that's how you know who the real friends are. Did you know that in the feast, I have a lot of BFFs, brutally frank friends, those who can tell me what I need to hear, not just what I want to hear. And I consider them friends because truth, truth, true friends are those who stab you in front. I'd rather hear it from them, tell it, tell me straight to, to my face, than them telling it against my back. Now, let me get this straight. It's not always pleasant. <laughs> I have brutally frank friends and they are brutally frank. And many times, it hurts. It hurts. A part of me will always want to say, you are totally wrong. 
But truth is, you have you need to have friends who will stab you in front, who will tell you what you need to hear. Because why? 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 Because love is tough. Love is tough. Now, three tips on 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 how to give correction, uh, so that the peop the person you're correcting will will love it. Okay, oh, this is on the side. Three tips. Number one, express your love. Before you say anything, express your love first. Say something like, because I love you, I need to tell you this. Because I want you to grow further, I need to tell you something. Because I want you to succeed, I don't like saying this, but I have to. Express your love. Again, you, you will not take anything from a stranger. You will not take anything from someone who will just come up to you randomly and tell you about the, throng, the things that you are doing wrong. Because love is a powerful word. Love is tough. And love opens up people. So number one, express your love. Number two, express your humility. I will not take an advice from someone who is haughty, who is proud, who is arrogant. Ah, urgh. express your humility. Say the magic four words, the four magic words. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Because we don't have a monopoly of the right things to do. When I correct my son, Ziki, even if he's just 10 years old, I, I, I always tell him, you know Ziki, this is what I think. Well, I may be wrong. And I always say, correct me if I'm wrong. So, so okay, love, guys, guys, people respond to love. Love is tough. Love opens up people to correction. At the same time, if you truly love a person, you will express your humility. You will not think that you're better. Scripture tells us that let no man think that he's better than others. I'm just paraphrasing, okay? So say the four magic words. I may be wrong. You may be right. I may be wrong. <laughs> All right, number three. Express your commitment. Express your commitment. The person that you're correcting should understand why you're correcting him and what you're committed to do. Is, is your commitment just to tell him what's wrong? Again, four magic words. How can I help? How can I help? You know what, brother? You know what, sister? This is what I feel, and I feel that you're doing this in a wrong way. Now, my question is, because, because I, I love you, I'm saying this, and uh, you know I may be wrong, but, but if, if you think I am right, my question is, how can I help you? How can I help you improve? I don't like people suggesting, just suggesting. In, in, in the office, in, when, when we have meetings, if you suggest something, <laughs> you, you spearhead that. You be the one to, to make sure that it, it happens. So, so when correcting someone, you ask that person, how can I help? How can I make it easier for you to change? Okay, those three, three tips, express your love, express your humility, and then 
express your commitment. Okay, let's go to step number two. So you've gone alone and you tried to talk, but nothing happened. Now, step number two is go with a friend. Go with a friend. Verse 16 of Matthew 18 reads, But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So you bring someone para merong, merong witness. Uh, that that happened to me recently, and I said, I, you know what? I I I don't want to talk. I can't talk to that person, and I, and I asked someone to to join me. Okay, but if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, then the third step you should take is go with the community, to the bigger body. Okay, Matthew eighteen verse seventeen says, uh, um, if the person still refuses to listen. Take your case to the church. Take it to the bigger body. You try it alone with a friend, then take it to the church. Take it to the bigger body. In our case, um, um, in our case, um, I go alone, I go with a friend, or I go to the Light of Jesus family because that's the bigger family. Okay? So... Take it to the community. And, and, and step number four, which is important, step number four is important whether you do one, two, or three. Go to God and surrender. Go to God and surrender. There are things that we cannot control. We may not always have the power to control things, but we always have the power to surrender. Surrender it to God. Come before the Lord and Let's continue reading from Matthew 18. It says, then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I'll explain that later. Go to God in surrender. Because when you go to God in surrender, you do one thing. You respect your limitations. You understand that there are things that you cannot control. You understand that there are things that you can do, but there are things that are out of your hands already. So, if they're out of your hands, go to God and surrender to God. Remember that you're not the Messiah. Your job is not to change the person. Your job is to love him. Your job is to love that person. You're not the Messiah. You're only a messenger. You're only a conduit of God's love. And our goal is to make that person feel our love. Am I making sense? Huh? And then and, and when we surrender to God, we kind of accept that God is assigning another person to touch that person's life. Another person to bless that person's life. I call it perfect laborer. When this happens, you just remember that you are not God. You are not the Messiah. You're just a messenger. And maybe you're not the perfect laborer for that person. And that's not necessarily bad. Okay? Um, and, and surrender. Surrender and let God just work on the situation. Because another truth, some people are meant to be in your life for only a season, not forever. Walang forever for some people. Some people are meant to be in your life for only a season, not 
forever. So remember that. And don't try to hold on things that you will never be able to hang on to. Um, now, rem I remember I told you, treat, treat him like a pagan or a tax collector. Okay, that's why you need to understand scripture. That's why you need to understand the context. Okay, the context of uh, the scripture that you're reading. Because in the earlier part of Matthew, in the earlier part of the chapter, uh, chapter 18, uh, Matthew wrote, If a man has a hundred sheep, this is Jesus. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? In Matthew's context, in the context of what's happening and what's prevalent, the prevalent condition, the culture during that time, tax collectors are considered the worst sinners. Okay, one of the worst sinners. And because Jesus said that you, you, you go out of your way and go out of your way, you leave the 99 and go for this lost sheep. That is where Jesus was coming from. That you go to God and surrender your friend and treat him like a, him or her like a tax collector, meaning that you continue to love from a distance, that you continue to love from a distance. We continue to love. We never stop loving because God never stops loving. We just need to learn that there are many ways to love. And one such way is tough love. Tough love. Love is tough. And love sometimes will require us to step away and love from a distance and let God take over. Am I making sense? Am I making sense, guys? So, so um, we need to love. Our duty is to love. Our duty is to forgive. You know what? I always teach this to my son. When we forgive, that is one way of loving. When we forgive, sometimes we don't get the, 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 the desired response from the person. But that's okay. Because when we forgive, many times it's not, it's not for the other person. It's for our own. It's for ourselves. Because when we forgive, we we don't allow that person to affect us and we get and enjoy freedom. Anytime you forgive, you forgive so that you will be free. It's not always for the other person, but it's almost always for you. Love is tough enough to let go and let God. Let go and let God. I want to pray for those who have some struggles or relationship problems right now. Friends, I want you to know that God is in control. And I want you to know that there is something you can do. Even if it seems like you can't do anything. You can always surrender. And I'm going to pray that the Lord will just allow us to be in situations where we can correct our loved ones. We can correct our friends. Or we ourselves be corrected. 
I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray for restoration of relationships for all of us. Okay, so if you want this restoration, if you have a relationship that, that needs rest, some restoring, I want you to put your hands over your chest and pray and believe that God is in control. Father, I pray for all those who are watching today. Lord, restore our relationships. Um, there, we, we all go through relationship problems. And, but, but Lord God, we pray that we will be given the grace and the courage to correct and be corrected. Father, we pray for the restoration of our relationships. Restore our relationships, O oh Lord God. And we pray that you allow our relationships to grow and to grow deeper. And we surrender everything to you, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.